Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Street Text, where you can run Facebook ads that actually work. They're ready to go Facebook ads that include landing pages, text message assistance through AI, drip emails, capture forms, and best practices. Join Street Text at streettext.com. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Lab Coat Agents Podcast. And today, I have the pleasure of talking to a real estate agent on the East Coast, specifically from Charleston, South Carolina, who has a pretty fascinating story and something I think you're all going to want to hear. Uh, Obviously, there is the normal stuff. You know, he went from marine biology to real estate because that's normal, of course. And he has grown a big real estate team. And he has now since evolved it into other ventures, which I think all of you are going to be very interested to hear about because I think uh, a lot of the reason a lot of us get into real estate is is for the freedom, uh, whether it's freedom for personal time, which by the way, this guy has an amazing lifestyle that he leads that he's going to share with us, uh, but also it affords you the opportunity uh, to, uh, to, to go after other aspirations and do other things and create other businesses because you know, there's a lot of things uh, that come out from an ancillary perspective in real estate. And so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, uh, Mr. Dewey Golub. I just found out uh, his real name is actually Aaron, but he couldn't be called Aaron as a kid because uh, there was a girl uh, within his circle that was also called Aaron, and he couldn't have a girl's name. Sorry, Dewey. I just had to share that. I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, good stuff. Hey, man, welcome. I'm, I'm literally looking forward to talk, chatting more with you. Yeah, Jeff, how are you? Thanks. Uh, love being on the podcast. Like I said, snafu in today's schedule has me in the truck, but if I keep talking and the camera stays on me, then everybody will be able to go over the Ravenel Bridge into downtown historic Charleston, South Carolina, and over Charleston Harbor. So so if you can see this out my roof or out my window, we're about to go over one of the prettiest harbors in America where we sail and fish and uh, live our great saltwater life here in Charleston. Sounds pretty amazing. What a bonus that all of our listeners got today. That's very, very cool. So, so Dewey, uh, you know, as, as is always the case with most of our guests, I, you know, I make the assumption that, that most of our audience may not know who you are. So uh, why don't you, uh, first off, spend a little time telling us kind of how you got into real estate, first of all, from marine biology, because that's obviously not a natural segue, uh, but then also kind of what led you to where you are today um, and, you know, living the life that you do. Yeah, so oddly enough, marine biology got me into real estate. Um, marine biology got me down to South Florida to do sea turtle biology and be a dive master. That got me into yachting. Lauderdale is the yacht capital of the world. I got on large private yachts for four or five years after college and was doing a transatlantic and the first mate's father and best friend came and the best friend was a real estate developer from San Diego. And after watch switch, I would stay on and take notes about his life as a real estate developer. And I decided there and then that it was real estate for me. And about a year later, I left our boat in Italy in the med and I came back to Charleston. I'd seen the world. This is where I wanted to go back to. And I got into real estate full time. That was about 16 years ago. And I've been in real estate full time ever since, um, mostly in residential, but some commercial, some project management, some 
project restoration, um, you know, luxury site agent, and now Keller Williams uh, sales team builder and leader for the last eight years of Found Properties Group. Awesome. And how big is your team uh, today? Yeah, a little bit of flux because of COVID. Um, a whole bunch of different stories in there. But if you were to take it pre-COVID, we would have been at or we're at eight salespeople, four admin, trending at 102 million in volume. Our average price point is 375k. Our uh, market average is 258k, and I think that that put us. Uh, trending somewhere just north over 200 sides for the year. And so that was us pre-COVID. And now a couple things are in flux. Um, so I don't watch the CSU board quite as close. I'm more just uh, keep everything paddling in the same same direction. Awesome. Awesome. And and before we get uh, too deep on any one topic, you know, obviously real estate's one thing, but you've also mentioned you've got two other legs. So, so three total legs of businesses operating right now. Uh, what are the other two? Yeah, so I, I want to, I, I like building businesses, um, but I always want them to interrelate. I love everything real estate. So the main business is the residential retail sales team at Keller Williams. Uh, which we just talked about. The next most important part of that business is what I call our SFI business, our single family investment business. Uh, from the outside, that looks like a direct-to-seller wholesale. Um, and what that does is, is it creates cash flow through assignment fees. Um, if the opportunity is right, we do the assignment to one of our flipper clients. I'm not a big flipper guy. It's not my favorite use of my hours and, and time. Our energy. So then they can relist with us. We get great listings back, which create great open houses, which create great sign calls, which create great marketing material. Or the real first focus of it was as wealth creation. So if it's a good burr opportunity, if everybody's familiar with B-R-R-R-R, the burr strategy, uh, that is wealth building for the team members. So if you've sold more than 10 million in the trailing 12 months, or you're an admin that's been there for more than three years, uh, we'll line one up for you. You know, we'll get it teed up. We'll do the inspections. We'll clear the title. We'll have the contractors ready to roll. And if you want it, you can take it. You sign for the debt. It's all yours. It's not any of the like golden handcuff stuff where we stay in it together. And so that's the SFI, the single family investment business. And of course, it just comes up with a lot of wholesale style listing leads. And then the third one is newer. Day one of COVID, we bought the Matterport Pro 2 camera um, just for our own listings. And I said, man, you know, everybody's got the content, but nobody's delivering it very well. Let's put together a little tech stack to deliver it well. Hired some great offshore people. I've got a post-production film student in Prague that does our Matterport stuff. And then a great tech company out of California is how we deliver it. And I see that as the future of driving leads to the team and to the agents through great content. So I'm sorry that was long-winded and a mouthful, but those are the three legs to the stool that all support each other. That's interesting. And I have a question about the latter there with the Matterport. And so let me make it sound so simple and so easy. Uh, but I think one of the questions I would have as, you know, obviously, we all have ideas, but executing on them is another story. And in your case, you know, obviously the execution was using other resources. And so you mentioned using a student in Prague. 
you know, how do you go about finding something like that? And I imagine you probably got them on a hell of a, of a rate, probably similar to a VA. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so he's he's ultra talented, and I, I didn't want to make it too long-winded. He's actually not a student anymore. He graduated from film school. He was producing television commercials. He went, his business went down with COVID. I found him on Upwork. You know, I was just using some key key terms like Matterport and post production and video fly through. We created a great relationship. He's six hours off on us, so it's perfect. So we'll do a Matterport during the day. We'll get back to home base or two or three during the day. We'll get back to home base. They take a while to upload. Then Matterport takes a while to process them. Generally, by the time he wakes up and we have a schedule so he knows what's coming his way, by the time he wakes up, he's they're ready and he rock and rolls and it saves us time. You know, the rate is phenomenal and his talent is through the roof. I mean, it, he's a real graduated film developer who had a real job. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one part of what we put together to deliver the content better than other, you know, nobody was really delivering the content. They were just giving you the raw material. Right, right. Well, that's awesome, though. I mean, but but that's, you said Upwork is where you found it. And I think that's probably one of the, the biggest key takeaways here is that there's so many opportunities to find help to do these things to, to you know, to, to, um, so you don't, so you're not spending the time in it, right? So you're delegating it out and uh, you know, you don't even think about that. Most of us think about VAs in the Philippines. We don't necessarily think about uh, something like this. And uh, as a video guy, which I am, uh, I've never thought, uh, I actually have a couple of VAs in the Philippines that do stuff for me and I've never even thought to look anywhere else. And uh, so that's, I learned something if nothing else today, Dewey. I appreciate that. Awesome. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, uh, with with these guys in, in Eastern Europe, they're so tech savvy, right? They're so intelligent. They're so hardworking. And there's no language barrier. I mean, you know, I, we've got some VAs in the Philippines. And we, we've got a couple that have been with us for years. And they are so good. And they work so hard. And they are so meticulous. But it's difficult to have an abstract creative conversation. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and and many times for myself, I'm finding myself correcting grammatical errors and things like that. They're good for the most part, but yeah, you're right. That's that that's the the language barrier is certainly creates uh, some some challenges. So, all right, before before we get, go deep into uh, you know go granular on real estate strategy, um, I think it's important to understand. You know, again, and I'll mention this, I mentioned this in, in your intro about why I think most real estate agents or real estate professionals get into real estate. It's, it's for the potential freedom. And the reality is, is most get into it and that freedom equates to a lack of success because they just aren't very disciplined and they can't control their time very well. Uh, however, for those that, are, that get into it and are very successful, uh, make tons of money, but have no time to spend it. I think that's the person that wants to that wants to hear this message, which really is going to be everybody, about what you were telling me pre-recording about how your year goes from a lifestyle component. Uh, so let's share share with the audience what you do every year. I think this is fascinating. Awesome, thanks. Um, yeah, so I'm a creature of habit, and so I've created a schedule that myself and my family really enjoy. Uh, we've got a currently a, a four-year-old son and a seven-year-old daughter, and so if you started around New Year's, uh, New Year's you'll find us on a on a week-long ski trip out west. 
Um, and then I'll, I'll go on a uh, ski trip, another ski trip out west. I grew up in Vermont ski racing. And that's uh, going on its 15th. Next year will be its 16th year that I, I run with a couple other guys. There's generally about 10 of us that go. And then my wife will go on a girl's ski trip. And then the whole family will go on another ski trip. And that'll be for spring break. And that leads us up to about June. Uh, school lets out. We let the kids decompress for a week. And then we go to a house that we rent, the same house in Costa Rica. And that's all about surf and wellness and getting into the jungle. There's no rules for the kids. They're riding quads or we're all riding quads. They're not, they're not on the throttle quite yet. No shoes. There's no walls on the restaurant. There's no rules. There's nobody to tell them what to do. They can get hurt. Like fire ants hurt, like little things, right? They got to figure life out for themselves. So we do that for a month. And then we come back and check in on life and friends and business for two weeks. And then we go out West and we'll rent a, we'll fly in somewhere and rent an RV wherever that somewhere is. And we move it around. And then the kids will be out camping in an RV out West in national parks for two weeks. And then we come back and then in the fall, we'll do a family trip. My wife's from Michigan. I'm from Vermont. So we'll go to one of those places to see family. And then that leads us back to the beginning and rinse and repeat. Are you adopting any children, uh, like adult children, maybe? <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't carry all their stuff anymore, so I, I need more of a bro than, a, than another child. Uh, well, let me know where I can submit my application. Um, I'm sure my wife won't mind yeah. at all. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's awesome, by the way, and 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 not and obviously I, I I'm not sharing my life. I, I it's not quite as structured. We go different places, and we have a second home and things like that. So I'm not complaining by any means. But I think what you're doing is fascinating because I am never, and I think I can speak for most real estate professionals. I struggle to take a week off. Um, you know, I'm just one of those neurotic personalities that always stays dialed in, even on vacation. It's just the way I am. And it's the way I choose to be right. Because I don't want to come back to 10,000 emails. Uh, but, uh, you know, for someone to be able to go down to Costa Rica and be gone for a month, which I'm sure you're still dialed into your business to a certain degree, but correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, are you, yeah, I, so I, I, you know, as I get older, I love sport and I see my business as my main sport. It's the thing that I train on and think about and work in the most, like a professional athlete would work on themselves. And so I switch my gears when I'm down there. I step back from the daily and solving the immediate problem and think, how's the big picture? Where are we going? What's happening? What should I read? Who should I listen to? What project should I dive into? And I'm always up first. I like it that way. It's quiet. Uh, I'm, I'm uninterrupted. So I'm generally up for an hour or two working before the family. And then I'll generally during midday, like siesta when the kids are inside cooling off, doing their schoolwork or, or thinking, um, I'll check in. I'll have scheduled calls for about an hour and a half or so, whether it's with clients or my team members. Uh, and then I'm the last one up. So then I'll generally work for another hour or two, you know, so it sounds like a lot of work, but really, you know, it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'll, it's, I'll do that like seven days a week. Like I'm not looking for a break. I think it's awesome. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, and nobody's going to feel sorry for you. You're in Costa Rica. I mean, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not the, uh, it's not misery there. And and I think there's something to be said for that too, though. But that's, but that's, that's the thing is, is that as we're talking about this lifestyle component, which so many 
just humans in general, but let's, let's, let's obviously this is a real estate podcast. Uh, I think, you know, in reality, real estate agents fall, probably fall into two categories. One, they don't make enough money to do any of that stuff because they just don't have the discipline. They're not getting the business. And two or two, they're so busy, they can't take the time or they feel like they can't take the time. And so how, what, what would you say to either one of those two audiences uh, to get themselves in a better position? Now, maybe not, you know, taking 12 ski trips and a week in Costa Rica and, you know, I'm exaggerating, of course, but not to your level. But what do you recommend to either side to get to that place? Because that's where we all want to go. Yeah, so I think a lot of people start real estate teams because they want more money or they want more of this or they want more of that. I started a real estate team because I was going to have my first child and I didn't want to keep acting like a realtor, right? I didn't, I was out of the 70 hours a week. I was out of the uh, every night and all weekends. And so I started it essentially for leverage and freedom. And that's the same thing that I say in, you know, very early in the interviews with anybody that wants to join the team, whether they're admin or agent. It's like, if you want leverage, you know, that's what we, that's what our part of what our team is. It's, it's a communal leverage system, right? So like Diane, who's been in real estate probably 15 years, she's been with me for eight years. She sells about 15 million and stuff. She is a super high C like really doesn't like people interacting with her clients will still go on a sailing trip with another couple every winter in the Virgin Islands and essentially not have cell phone service and know when she comes back, it is not going to be a mess. Things will have happened. Checks will be waiting for her. Her pipeline will have been worked. It's not that it stands still or goes backwards. It actually moves forwards and she's okay with it. Right? So I didn't just do it for me to be selfish so that I could have my lifestyle. I did it because I thought, well, if I do this for myself, there's other people that want it. And if I do it for myself, I can do it for them. And if I do it for them, we'll all stay together. And so that is how they get it, in my opinion. I don't think you really could set up enough systems as a standalone person to really do it. You need to have a group of like-minded people that all want the same thing, that deal with the same quality in the same way. And so for me, that's real estate team. And that's what a real estate team should be. That's, that's good. That's fascinating. Uh, so, so a question that I think a lot of real estate teams uh, run into would then be retention. Um, because I think, uh, you know, there, there is a perception, whether you like it or not, that um, if, if you're the team leader and you're gallivanting across the world, they're going to look at that and there's going to be a sense of envy. There's going to be a sense of animosity. There's going to be a sense of I'm making you money and you're not doing me jack squat. Uh, so, so how did you overcome that? How do you create that, that loyalty uh, or, you know, or the sense of just wanting to work for you essentially, or is it, is it, is it more of a with? Yeah, no, I think, I think it's just, it's language, right. And it's clarity. So they don't work for me. I work for them right? Is the way that I always say it. Um, you know, one of the things that's great for them is when I'm gone and I'm still working, I'm still working my SOI. And when my SOI wants to be serviced, I'm clearly not there to do it even if I wanted to. So they get my clients, right? So, hey, that's great. Dewey should stay gone because our technology is going to interact with his clients. And when his clients want something, I get to make money. Yeah. So if you boil it down to the most uh, selfish economic reason, they'd rather I'm gone so that they can have my business. Um, but the reality is, you know, 
I do it so that they can do it. You know, it's set up so that they can do it. And then, you know, I think they could only be, they could only feel negative about me if I wasn't, if the team wasn't delivering on whatever promises we made them. And they can raise their hand and say, lead flows down. Uh, this admin's, no, not, nobody's watching this admin. They dropped the ball on my deal and now I have a problem. What else could they really say? Like, hey, we're out of yard signs and nobody noticed. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, they have everything that they were promised and more. And so I've, I've not actually never heard, I can't believe Dewey's gone again. You know, and then I'm always there, especially now in the new normal with Zoom. It's like, if anybody's there participating at a high level at 829 on our standups, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Monday morning meeting, or this training, or that thing, it's always me, right? Like, I'm, I'm there, and I love being there. Like, it's, it's, you would think that if I'm in Costa Rica, and I could go surfing that day, and then be at yoga in the afternoon with my wife, that I wouldn't be so jazzed up about a team Zoom. But I am so jazzed up that I'm in Costa Rica, and I get to be on a team Zoom, right. you know, Maybe one day it'll be an inconvenience, but right now it's like, holy shit, I can't believe it happened. Yeah, it's the best of both worlds, though, but one creates the other, you know, and vice versa, really. So it's, it's, um, it's the right attitude. I don't, I don't care, care who it is. That's, that's the right attitude, and that's why you're successful, and it's, it's, it's pretty damn awesome, um, if you ask me. So, so when, when um, obviously it probably didn't start this way, though. I mean, when you, when you built this team, and, and you and I talked about this, again, pre-recording, we're not sure which rabbit hole we're going to go down, but I think we're on that real estate team because I think it's that team that has created the lifestyle, right? It's, it's if you were doing this on your own, you'd be working 70, 80 plus hours a week. And so, you know, for you, and I have this conversation with other guests, I haven't done a little while, so it's, it's good. It's good to bring this back in. What was that turning point for you? Was it the amount of hours? It was the, it was the child, right? It was the, your seven-year-old daughter. Uh, but what, what, what started it? Was it, a, was it an admin? Was it a buyer's agent? Like, what were your next steps uh, when you were building your team? Yeah. Yeah, so I started with a coach. So I had a coach before I tried to do anything. So I hired a third-party coaching company because I wasn't at KW yet. And so step one, it was hire the admin. So they gave me the missing persons report for the admin. They gave me all the content for the ad, where to place it, how to interview, the whole jazz. Got very, very fortunate. Uh, this was like still deep in the recession. So there was talent out there. And so I picked up somebody that had essentially been doing that for 15 years at a different KW up north and had come home. So I got very fortunate there. So my first hire was an admin and that was a game changer. And so she really cleaned up my business and made me more effective. And then my next hire, again, was just lightning from the sky. It was Diane, who's, she was my first agent, and she's still with me. And it was Craigslist, and I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know how to hire. I didn't know how to lead. I didn't know how to train. I didn't know how to do anything. But she had just moved to town, and she didn't know anybody. And I had a huge book of business that was a total mess. And so between... Jerry, the admin, and Diane, the agent, like all of a sudden it started to pull together pretty quickly, but it was a key admin hire and a key buyer agent hire. Um, and then it was a rocky road for a very long time. And then the next big turning point was when a different coach made me swear to never take a buyer again. And so that was the next big turning point is when I gave every buyer away to people on the team. You know, there was a caveat, like if it's so unique that Dewey has to do it, 
then we have to assign an agent that to shadow him so that they can learn it so that it's not unique anymore. And those, you know, those were, those were, you know, the admin, the buyer's agent, not taking buyer clients any longer. Those would be for most people without getting down like really more specific high level org chart hires. Those are the three tipping points. Awesome. Awesome. And so, and, and today, what's that? What was that? In my mind. And in your mind. Got it. In, in my mind. So, well, that's good. And honestly, it's, it's almost in a way simplistic, which is good because it's not as complicated as I think a lot of people make it out to. I think a lot of it's just, it's a matter of letting go of control, which clearly you don't have that problem. But I think, um, I think that's, that's probably the biggest caveat holding a lot of agents back is, well, they're not going to do it as good as I do it. And so I assume that's something that uh, was, was that ever a concern for you or was that easy to, to navigate through? Yeah. Uh, you know, luckily Diane was there and at this point she does it better than me. So that's easy. Um, but there was a lot of, you know, what really bothers me more than anything is the client experience, right? When you pass off somebody you care about or, or just anybody and, you know, you didn't train somebody well enough and they had a, they had a subpar experience. That's really what, what kind of hurts me more than, than anything. And it's just hard to get around that. It's, it's difficult. It's not hard. It's difficult to get around that. I think it's, it's being disciplined enough to make the people shadow you long enough where they understand what the experience and the expectation is. And you being you, the leader, being disciplined enough to know this isn't working. This isn't a good fit. I know I have a bunch of time into it, but it's not going to get better. I've got to cut this one loose or else it's just a bigger problem for my organization and my clients down the road. I love it. I love it. And, and, you know, we, we've kind of talked about, you know, the, the secret, if there is such a thing to retention, which correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's, I think it's partially your, you lead by example, regardless of where you are in the world, literally, you're present, but also it's, it's creating opportunity for your agents, right? That seems to me like it's a big key to your retention and success. Is there anything else that, that you would add to that or add on top of what I just mentioned? No, I think you got it. I think I, I was under, unfortunately, a, a false expectation up until COVID really tested it, that culture and growth, uh, personal growth, really would play a huge part of it. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, I, I think that for a lot of people that vault themselves out to the front, um, it's not fair to the people that they wind up leading to think that everybody was built the same or wants the same thing or is going to do it quite as hard. And so I think that's, that's something I could share. That was a, a false expectation that I had and was under for a very long time. I think it really does for better or worse, boil down to exactly what you said, which is opportunity, right? I mean, it's work for some people. It's passion for me. It's passion for other people. It's work. Right. I just know that if I follow my passion and have a great time with it, that there's going to be plenty of money. So I'm not worried about it. But a lot of other people are it's work. It's just money. Right. So the first and most important thing is keeping the money safe and secure, making sure that the deal flow is there, you know, making sure it's not going to be interrupted. You know, what I allude to is I was there for the last recession 
and so when COVID started, I told everybody, hey, recession's here, like buckle down, you're gonna have to work twice as hard to make you know half as much for a little while. And then a lot of realtors will shake out, the business will shift and it'll become a buyer's market, not a seller's market. We're prepared for that. We have strategies and we know what to do. And I, I scared them because a lot of them were young and hadn't experienced a real estate recession and the sky didn't fall. And real estate got super easy. And now there's multiple offers on everything. And like real estate's so great. And it's like, all right, well, that's not going to last. So I'm not going to be wrong forever. I was just wrong for 120 days. But <laughs> unfortunately, 120 days from now, I don't think I'm going to be wrong. And, you know, it, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, growth mindset and passion and culture didn't carry some people through that. Uh, what would have carried them through is like, hey, everything's going to be great. You're going to make tons of money, which is true. That's what people are doing right now for a short yeah. period of time. Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned the word culture. Uh, that's a, you know, kind of a, a word that can be used very loosely and means so many different things to different people. But as a team leader or as somebody who runs a brokerage, uh, I think I, I, I believe, because I, I run a big team as well, I'm curious, you know, what does culture mean to you? Yeah, I think in all the years of studying teams, and I love to study teams around the nation, not just locally, because we don't have that many locally. I would say that culture is whatever the common bond that brings those people together that generally starts with the person in charge because they're the ones that, that attracted individuals to them one at a time. And then that group of individuals has some commonality that makes like-minded people want to be together. And so I think that it, if I boiled it down, the culture is whatever the characteristic similarities are that they have. That could be good, bad, or indifferent. That could be going to the bar in the strip club. That can be you know, charity and giving back. That can be exercise and wellness. But generally, you find one person that wants to go out and get like hammer drunk every day, and they're going to be with like seven other people like that. Mm -hmm. And you find, you know, seven people that want to go to church three times a week instead of once a week, and they're all going to be like that, right? And the same with the wellness. You know, you go to the gym once a week versus five times a week. The five times a week people, they're all going to be together. And you're not going to get much of a mix of, of say, the first one and the third one. You know, spirituality is hopefully in everybody. But the getting hammered drunk every night and the going to the gym every morning, those people, they're not the same culture. <laughs> so you're saying uh, you would question me <laughs> if I said I like to get hammered. I still go to church, but I also end up in the gym. That's just not, they don't, that doesn't happen, huh? I'm just going to say that I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair, fair. I won't argue with you on that one. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. So... Let me ask you this. Uh, you talked about your three different, uh, your different legs of your business. Uh, which one's your favorite? Oh, man. Right now, it's the SFI. Well, I don't know. I just left a Matterport shoot and I had a great time doing that. Uh, that technology to me is like okay. mind-boggling. Let, let me ask you the question in a different way. You yeah. have to eliminate two out of the three businesses right after we hang up this call. Which one are you going with? I'm going to stick with Found Properties Group. I'm going to stick with my my baby um, because it just it's my connection to the community. You know, it's a big part of my identity. It's how I stay in touch with like a really large social circle. It's how I serve the people that, you know, after 15 years, I've helped people like make a lot of money 
people that have like regular jobs that are not going to make a lot of money. I help them make decisions and stay safe. Yeah. Moving over to real estate. Well, and the beauty of the question that I just asked is, is it's obviously not going to happen because you have made the wise decision of finding side businesses that basically feed back. Like, like the second business, you know, with, with obviously the properties and whatnot, it's because you don't want to get into flipping. And so it's just a natural thing, but yet it creates opportunities for you. It's just, it's, Again, not rocket science, but yet brilliant all in the same token. You know what I mean? Um, the Matterport thing. I mean, just just having that that vision, right? I mean, uh, I started doing video four or five years ago as a way to differentiate myself and turned out I became the expert. Before you know it, I'm thrust onto stages teaching it to the, to the entire world, you know, the entire country of real estate agents. And and it's it's funny how things like that happen. You, you bought the Matterport for your business, but it's just kind of thinking outside the box a little bit. And I think that's uh, one of the messages I want to get through today is that, you know, as a real estate agent, if you can follow the Dewey Gollops of the world and create a business that is self-sustaining, right, that can run itself because you were a successful agent first. That's very key and very important. Um, you can create so many opportunities, not only opportunities to create more money making opportunity, but also lifestyle opportunities. It's it's um, you're a fun guy to talk to because. Uh, you know, it it, it kind of makes me reset a little bit and think, damn it, I need to be in Costa Rica for a month. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the only person saying that right now. So, I mean, I think it's I think it's absolutely fascinating. So, all right. So, so then let me ask you this. Uh, this is maybe a little bit more of a personal question uh, of of the of of the two side businesses that have come from real estate. You know, do you see those as being, you know, longstanding, longstanding careers or longstanding businesses that will actually maybe outperform from a revenue perspective your actual real estate business? Yeah, I'm I'm positive that SFI will, that the investment company will outperform it. It's just tremendously more controlled and scalable. Um, it, it's real, you know, so that for sure. Uh, there was a hot minute. Um, in like the first 60 days of developing the Matterport um, services company that I thought it would. Um, but I don't know if I'm going down that path. Um, and I, I say that it thought, I thought it would. If, I think if, if I chose to develop a services company, I think if you think about the number of people that had access to a digital camera 15 years ago, it was very few. And you think about how much digital imagery there is now, it's 100%. And I think the same thing will happen with that digital imagery moving to an interactive platform. But I don't think that everybody out there that wants to have a bit of that content wants to buy a $3,000 camera and learn how to use it and then figure out what to do with the stuff. So I think that pretty much everybody will have, will have a need for that. But I don't think that I'm that passionate about that. I think I'm more passionate about how you use the content to as the new lead generation and marketing platform of real estate because it's no longer a black and white thumbnail in the newspaper. It's no longer a postcard. It's no longer the telephone. It's no longer SEO for pay-per-click. You know, we're, I, you know the numbers. I don't, but it's something like, you know, you buy, there's 4 million leads and 1 million sales. Um, and so I think it's the new, but, but I, I think to answer your question, it, it's the investment company and the whole premise of the investment company was actually to just do buy and holds to create wealth 
so that I'd have a retirement package and a legacy to give my children. So that one's definitely going to run the longest because I'll do that until I die because that's the whole point is to die with as many of those little monopoly houses to give to my kids as possible. Yeah, I love it. And I and I and honestly the the the, the reason I asked that question or brought that up was because you know, that's the, the opportunity that's out there for so many real estate agents that, that is right at your fingertips. I mean, you, you're create, you know, you, there is no other industry or no other professional or human being in any other industry that has the inside track like we do as real estate professionals to doing something like you're doing. And, you know, if this touches one person and they're like, damn it, you're right. Why am I not doing that? That makes no sense. And we talk, you know, we interview, uh, you know, investors all the time. And the question is always like, it, they always say to me, it baffles me. And a lot of these times they're not real estate agents. It baffles me how few real estate agents get into investing. And it's true. It's like, what are you guys thinking? You have first access, you have inside access. Why are you not doing it? And, um, and then times like these where they're, you know, everybody looks at it, you know, you, you know how it is and we're way past it now, but you know, like as soon as COVID started, you know, you saw an opportunity. Uh, same thing for myself and like Tristan with lab coats. Like we, we looked at it and said, I'm not going to pull back. I'm going to not double down. I'm tripling down on content. I am tripling down on being seen because now everybody's going to come into our world. So I have to be three times more than they are. Um, and then I know they're all going to drop like flies because that's what happens. And here I'll still be standing. And um, it sounds like you're, you're yep. following the same path. I love it. It's been fantastic, Dewey. This has been a great interview. Do you have any uh, any any uh, parting words, parting recommendations, parting advice for our audience? I want to say, and I guess you know, I've I've listened to a little bit of your stuff, and I've watched a lot of your content, or or even are indeed your content over the years. But I just want to make it crystal clear for anybody, you know. You ask such good questions that I have learned, and I'm, I'm a fairly introspective person. I start every morning with a three-minute stoicism with Ryan Holiday. Like, I'm no stranger to this stuff, but you have asked some questions that have made me just really re-examine and have realizations about my own life. So I really, I thank you very much for that. You know, I, uh, uh, every day I, I get to, th I tell people all the time when I say I'm the pod, you know, host of the Lab Code Agents podcast, which is kind of a cool thing to say, but selfishly I do it because I get to talk to really cool people. And the more you do it, I get to just ask, I get to selfishly, because I like to listen to podcasts, I get to be the one asking the questions. It's nothing better, right? And so it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and again, I'm thinking from my audience, I'm thinking from an entertaining perspective. We can only talk about real estate so much. Uh, and so how do yeah. we make this somewhat interesting? And I, you've done a fantastic job of it because believe me, I, I have to labor to pull out, to, to pull good content out sometimes. And I, I did not feel that today. So I really appreciate your time. And uh, let me, let me ask you this. If anybody wants to, to find you, get a hold of you, follow you, what's the best place to do so? Yeah. So I'm easy. Um, <clears throat> we're found as in, I found you a house found properties group. Keller Williams, Charleston, South Carolina. Email address is straightforward. Uh, if anybody wants to know more about anything I talked about, uh, Angie Murto, our director of operations, CEO, has got it all in a drive somewhere that she can send you a link to. It's D-E-W-E-Y at foundpropertiesgroup.com. And I'm always happy to share, pay it forward. I'm totally transparent. Where are you most visible on social media? 
wherever Emily Key, our listing manager and marketer, puts me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about this? Where, uh, where, where are you most personal on social media? Yeah, uh, wherever my wife puts me on Instagram. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, fair you're enough. asking great questions. I'll, I'll give you a direct answer. I've got a personal Facebook. It's Dewey Golub. Uh, we've got a team Facebook. It's Found Properties Group. Uh, we've got a team Insta. It's Found Properties Group. And then I've got a personal Insta. It's Do Manchu. Um, <laughs> and I think that that would be that would be it. I'm I'm not on TikTok yet. <laughs> I won't, I won't harass you for that then. You'll get there. You'll get there soon. I have teenage daughters. I have, a, I have an advantage. Uh, but as soon as your kids are a little bit older, you will find yourself immersed in that tech. If you're, you're a tech guy already, I can already tell. So you're going to find yourself, whatever the next TikTok is, which there'll be something, uh, I guarantee you'll yep. be in it. Well, good stuff, man. I appreciate it. So again, it's uh, the email is Dewey at foundpropertiesgroup.com. Otherwise, you can find him on Facebook or Instagram. And we can all tease him for not being on TikTok. Or you can say, ah, see, I don't have to be on TikTok. Here's Dewey. Um, either way, <laughs> brother, I appreciate your time today. It's been fun getting to know you. And uh, let's uh, definitely stay in touch. And I appreciate all the kind words as well. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great day, brother. All right, man. You too. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Today's podcast is brought to you by Follow a Boss. Follow a Boss is the real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer. Follow a Boss is packed with features, but it's intuitive and easy to use. So agents love working with it and it integrates with everything. Use multiple lead sources. Guess what? Follow a Boss keeps them all organized. Want to try new marketing channels? Switch website providers? Plug them right into Follow a Boss. Visit followupboss.com forward slash lab code to see how follow up boss helps you close more deals. That's followupboss.com forward slash lab code. Lab Agents Podcast.